Tell you what, I just realized it's been since our live recording at Crazy Dogs. Yeah, it's the last time we've been together. A month. That was the twenty fourth. The last time time recording recording. here though was before that. A week before before that. that. So it's been a while. Yeah, that's been a while. We were getting dust off the knobs. It wasn't working quite right. Right. Literally. Literally. Yeah. I mean, it's well, you know, if you wanted people to know how the real common men, you should have probably recorded the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. (laughs) fiasco that we yeah, just but did. you know what? It all gets censored and nobody would know. So. know. But it was fun. Well, once again, welcome to Cross the Line 1524. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to jump in here because oh. the only Uh-oh. thing that gets sen- the only thing that doesn't get censored is the three of us. For yeah. some reason, <laughs> Alan kind of censors himself Unless out. Unless it's roast beef related. <laughs> no, I just leave well, that in. You leave I, that I in. Sense. We'll censor that out. Don't get me started. We could do a whole podcast on that again. <laughs> yeah, he's got a whole he's got a whole another event. Well, so once again, welcome to Cross the Line 1524. I'm here with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and I'm Alan Stanger. And uh, you know, we're going to recap. Uh, we did a little trip down to Bardstown. At least three of us did. Uh, so we're going to recap that a little bit. Um, unfortunately, Ruben couldn't make it down, and he and his wife had other obligations. But the rest of us had a good time. Yeah, Sounds like you had a great time. And so, for those that don't know, we stayed in the Jailer's Inn, which uh, was an operating jail until 1987. This is, this is Bardstown, Kentucky. Kentucky. Bourbon capital of the world. Yes. Um, so, some unfortunate things. We went down during the lockdown somewhat no. with COVID. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was hardly anybody there. It was a ghost town, um, literally almost. They were doing to- they were doing tours in the certain distilleries, but there was only they were only allowing twenty at a time, so they were booked up. Right. Uh, so that was kind of unfortunate. But we went to some wineries instead. Yeah. So I, I got to tell you that first winery we went to was excellent. Yeah. That was pretty good. And they had some good wine and um, very nice people too. I mean, right. friendly. What was the name of that one? Oh, so the winery was the McIntyre Winery, okay. the first one we yeah. went to. Yeah, I know where it's at. And uh, what's great about that is it's all fruit wine that he grows right there. Yeah. It's, it's all their product. He, he does it all. He's weed eating, fixing thing. the building, and making the wine. I mean, that's... It's a labor of love. Oh, yeah. It's that's true. And, and, it, and you could see the pride in their product. Not just It wasn't just a business... You know, it was hey, we're doing this, and and they had real pride in their product, so you could you could right. taste it. Right. You know, it, we went to another one that I didn't. I was a DD, so I I sampled at the first one, and I refrained from the second one. But the remarks from the rest of the group were it just wasn't the same. Yeah, right. Was, and you could tell the people wasn't nearly as good. Yeah, the yeah. people were. It was a business. They had just bought it. I mean, they were doing. It was a nice place. They were doing well. They have a 
um, bed and breakfast. Bed and there. breakfast there with a. Okay. Um, they they do a, a murder mystery. Murder mystery right? at the place. It was okay. really cool. And, and it, maybe next year when they're more into making it, it'll be different. But the yeah, first one it, was definitely. I, I think that one was new to them because um, yeah. the previous owner, uh, one of the previous owners, had passed away, and so they they had bought the business and we're basically just trying to revive it and bring it back up so yeah they were nice and it was good i mean but awesome. the product wasn't nearly as good as McIntyre's. yeah in fact we brought a bunch of product back from mcintyre <laughs> i uh i heard <laughs> that yeah so we, we had a good, uh, yeah good thing a, the revenuers didn't stop us on the way home yeah. we might have it might have been something illegal we've been that before yeah. from michigan right yeah our, tri- <laughs> our michigan trip is kind of like that that's awesome so it was halloween weekend as well so we dressed up as some of us <laughs> as well just Dwayne over here was wilson do you know remember wilson from oh, tool time from tool time mr wilson from over the fence that's pretty awesome it was a great costume i saw pictures fortunately it was great. people under 30 didn't know who the heck he was <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny we were walking down the street and and usually you know somebody in the passenger seat and i'm walking along and you see him look and then the second look, and then they you see them laugh and point. And <laughs> they totally got it, right? Then they got it, yeah. It took them a second. The one lady in the restaurant, she was funny. She's like, wait, 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 I got to see who you are. And, and I'm looking at her, and she's like, who are you? I said, howdy ho, neighbor. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was good. It was good. So, And I, I, I had a... a uh, Old man's mask on, which was pretty good. Yeah. The old geezer. <laughs> so, the old geezer. Yeah. We we had dinner. You remember on the old days, like Woolworths and McAlpins, those places had kind of a dining place inside, the counter. right? At the counter. counter. Yeah. So this place was kind of a, a store like that. Had a dining counter. I imagine at one uh, one point in time it was a, a big chain. Right. Uh, so the dining counter L was L shaped. And the one side of it faced the storefront out onto the sidewalk. Okay. So I'd put that mask on. Oh. <laughs> Much to his wife's. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. She's still giving you that there, look. There's, there's some little little kids having nightmares right now, I guarantee. <laughs> it, it was enjoyable. And I wore it walking down the street. The problem was that I could hardly breathe in the darn thing. Right. And it didn't help that I just had back surgery two days prior. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You guys sent a picture from down there, and I saw that that picture. That I had to take a few minutes to look. I go, "Who is that?" Like, oh, wait, a minute, it's Alan. He's the, the he's the guy that was missing. Was, yeah, yeah of the, group, the guy right? missing. Right. <laughs> that was a good time. It was though. a good time though. So, back at the jailer's inn, we actually did a jail tour, and then. Um, we actually interviewed the owner of the Jailer's Inn, which is pretty cool. Right. Uh, we're going to air that uh, here in a couple minutes. Um, the gentleman's name C. Paul McCoy. So his family bought the Jailer's Inn after... Um, when they shut it down. When they shut it down. His father and mother actually bought it. His father was a county uh, district attorney type guy. In fact, part of the... Um, Jailers in bed and breakfast is the old law office, right? And that's actually where we stayed. Well, that's where yeah, you where and Jeff we stayed. Yeah, you Jeff and Jeff and, stayed. Yeah, uh, they've got it set up though. There's three rooms there, so if we all went went down again, it was that's awesome. Or four rooms, four actually. rooms, yeah. There's so you can actually like it. rent the whole wing. Yeah, right? well, yeah, we can have, rent that. We could rent the whole wing. Cool. Open a door up, and then all you can kind of have it like in a little yeah. house. That'd be nice. Yeah, they yeah. had a little bar. I mean, it was a neat little setup. They had a, yeah. right. a bar between the two rooms, so that's kind of where we hung out. You know, had our own little. We, 
I don't know. We were probably the only patrons that had a bar set up within 15 minutes of arriving. But I think the first morning when they walked in to do breakfast for us, <laughs> yeah, about fell over. <laughs> we got bottles all over the place. <laughs> yeah, we had the bar lined up. It looked like a bar. You that know? was the first right. thing we did when we got there. Yeah. Was we walked around the corner to the liquor store and loaded up, got the supplies, supplied you, up. You the know, bar. it's important that we're all socializing. We're we're socialists, right? That's right. And, and uh, the the well, we're not socialists. Not socialists. <laughs> Sorry, socializes. Socializists, you making up words too? <laughs> you know me. What are you drinking tonight, Rue? I don't know. But uh, I need some more. You need some more of that, don't you? <laughs> so it was, um, it was a fun trip. Uh, Dwayne did most of the driving because I was pretty, well two days after back surgery, and Jeff was nice enough to let me sit up front, even though his legs are eight inches longer than mine. <laughs> but uh, you know, I tried not to take any pain medicine until I got oh, down there. Wow. Uh, so it made it interesting after I had some pain medicine and cocktails. <laughs> you know, and, and I know you guys know I I lived in the area for a long time in that area. And Bardstown is a great area. It's a clean town. It's a comfortable town to walk around in, and especially during warm time of the year, if other people could just understand and get down there and enjoy that time. And when, especially when the brewer, the uh, the wineries and the breweries are open and the distilleries are open. It's a great place to hang out. Well, I mean, it's the center of bourbon it, country, and so if you're into bourbon and in the bourbon trail, I mean, it's you know, a great it's right in the middle of it. Yeah, a I, lot of history there, tons of history. I just right. feel so sorry for those towns that, with the restrictions they're yep. being put under, and personal, my personal is it's unnecessary the 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 amount of restrictions they're being put under, and well, they're shut down again down. There. I know, no, and, and you know what's... I mean, we hmm. wouldn't be able to do what what little no, we the did. blind. So we went to the Blind Pig Speakeasy, <clears throat> right? Uh, which we've uh, we've been there before. Been there for. yeah. So uh, you had to call for a reservation. I had to meet you at the front door. You had to call when you got to the door. Of yeah. a speakeasy. Yeah. yeah. So it was uh, that we, you lost a little atmosphere. Yeah, because you couldn't sit in the bar, the right. bar of it this right. time. You, you, the only the only part that was open was the parlor. So you yeah, could, right. You, like okay. we had a table right. off to the corner. Okay. But yeah, we had to call ahead and and then call when we got to the front door. It wasn't like when we snuck in the back door with you the know, pass with code the pass code. The sad part is is the the distilleries opening and these tours have brought these small towns back to life. Oh yeah, in the last ten or fifteen years, sure. and this is really having a bad impact on those people. Yeah. And it's 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 shame. It really. <laughs> so is. talking about the blind pig speakeasy a little bit. So <clears throat> last weekend they were actually allowed to open full board. Really? Oh, this weekend they're, they're closed. closed. Uh, it's all well, everywhere we went is going to be closed yeah. now. Yeah, they're, it's a shame. They're, the little Italian place we went, great food. Right. You know, now they're closed for indoor dining. I mean, and it's it's just I feel I feel for those businesses. I couldn't imagine somebody telling me I can't open my business next week or right. tomorrow. Tomorrow you're closed. So I had the opportunity. Um, so we went to Maker's Mark, and so uh, Dwayne got to dip his own bottle. I got to dip my first bottle. I've done that, was, that a few years ago. That was yep. cool. Great. So we walked down. You you can't like last year we were able to drive right down to where right. the gift shop and stuff was. Right. You can't do that. You have to park up top, walk down. Uh, they did have buses there to take you back if you wanted to. Really? <clears throat> so I was feeling a little sore, so I took the bus back, Mary and I, and I talked to the bus driver. <clears throat> so I said, you know, how has this affected you? He said, so we really haven't been open for more than three weeks at a time. We get to open up, do tours, then we have to shut back down. Wow. He says it's no been, been terrible. Uh, and so, of course, now they're shut down again. 
Um, in fact, schools are shut down in Kentucky. It's just, I you mean, know, and you talk about makes, maker, Maker's Mark, um, excuse me. They have invested a lot in their facility here. It's, beautiful. it's a beautiful place. Great place to just walk around, see the shops, go through the, the Not anymore. It's really nice. It's Not anymore. No. You can't do I mean, a lot of it is closed off. And, it's a shame. And restricted. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we were able to go down and walk around and go to the gift shop. Right. The gift shop isn't, they don't have half the stuff in the gift shop because they're sp- opening things up. Right, spreading out. Spreading right. everybody out. But they don't have half the stuff in the gift wow. shop. But fortunately, Dwayne was able to dip his bottle, and right. that was pretty right. cool. And we tipped him off to hurry up and dip it because there's a whole big crowd coming. Right. The but, yeah. one of the, the tour, the the tour, tour was, was coming, just yeah. getting there, you just know, like, you need to hurry up and get in line. And If you get a, a chance thing. to go down again uh, at the Jim Beam distributor, uh, distributor the, I'm sorry, distillery. <laughs> what were you drinking? I was a lot too much. <laughs> distillery, right across, the, uh, across from Jim Beam is the Bernheim Forest. And if you ever get a chance to go to the Bernheim Forest, there are giant wood trolls that are oh, built yeah, in the forest, that. and they're like 30 foot tall, and they're built out of the whiskey barrels. Yeah, and it is it is definitely something to see, but uh, you can walk the forest and see these giant wood creatures. And in I was not able to take Margie there the whole time of 2020 because you had to get reservations uh, to separate. And it's in a park. It's across from the, the Jim Beam facility. But uh, if you also, if you ever get, we, we definitely, if we get to go back there, we want to go to the Bernheim Forest. Yeah, I've seen photos of that. It it's, is really cool. It's very cool. I mean, they're like 20, 30 foot tall. Oh, yeah. Right. Handcrafted. Yeah. All volunteer local stuff. Just and neat. Very neat. So there's actually, you know, as we were driving out, we saw a sign for Bourbon Barrel Museum. Right. On the way out of town. So, you know, it's like, oh, let's go there. Well, they were closed as well. Right, yeah. So it's, it was. Well, there's always 21. 22 23 oh yeah right yeah we're we've got plans but we'll just have to wait and see when somewhere when we're allowed to go right when we can go and uh because like i said do as we please kind of everything we did what little we did this last time we wouldn't be allowed to do right right now which like i said is just sad but it's a shame because uh bardstown is right in the middle of the hill countries of kentucky it's absolutely beautiful there uh, I was fortunate enough to live there during the week, and uh, and I got to got around the area pretty well. It's just absolutely beautiful country, and some great close to Fort Knox, Kentucky, where the military base is, and uh, there's a lot to do there. You can get a chance to get out and spend some time there. It really is nice, you know. Yeah, so, if you're if you're in the history, I mean, oh, you yeah. know, it's just it's just a cool area to be around. There's a lot of history down there. There is, and always. I mean, you know, we were talking about that was kind of Jesse James' hangout. That was right. His, yeah, right. That was yeah. A, that was his safe house, so to speak. Right. For whatever reason, he has he had relatives there, right. and uh, actually, like the sheriff of the area was mm-hmm. his cousin, and so and when Lincoln, he, when Abraham he needed, Lincoln's hometown is there. It's not yeah. not yeah. far. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. So, but. You know, and yeah, just a lot of cool history, and and especially the jailhouse inn. Yes, you know, yeah. right stuck right in the middle of it. You know, from back in the early 1800s when they built the original, the original right. jail. Yeah, the log house jail. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I remember being there last year. I thought it was awesome. That was the story. The funny, I guess the 
the the final straw for the jail was a husband and wife, some little domestic abuse or whatever, or, or incident. Oh, the wood jail. Yeah. Yeah. She called the cops on him, so they arrest her husband. Well, she just changed her mind, wanted him out. They wouldn't let her out, so she burned the jail down. Yes. Yes. You know that's what ended the the wood jail. Wood yeah. jail, and that's what made so the new. First, the fact built. that love is blind and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was probably the first female prisoner of the new jail. So, so we got to interview the owner, actual owner of the jailers in. Um, you know, due to COVID, it, uh, the last time we were there, uh, there was a manager there, Lisa, who gave us a great tour. Absolutely great tour. Uh, uh, great. And is really into the whole ghost hunt thing. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, you know, they haven't had business hardly. So. Right. The owner was actually taking care of those duties, so he gave us the tour and then sat down with us to give us a uh, interview. So we're going to play that right now, and then we'll pick up and talk about that a little bit. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and you're going to listen to a little interview with C. Paul McCoy from the Jailers Inn. Across the line, 1524, we're in Bardstown, Kentucky, at the Jailers Inn. If you've done your research on the Jailers Inn, it's one of the most haunted bed and breakfasts in the United States, actually. Uh, ranks right up there with all of them. So we're here with the owner. And uh, it's, you know, we just want a little history about you purchasing the place, uh, turning it into a bed and breakfast, the history of the jail itself. Uh, you gave us a great tour this morning, but, you know, just a little bit of your history and your, your wife's history. You guys bought the place and turned it into a bed and breakfast. All right. So, well, Give you a little history of the jail first and then tell you the history of, of our history about the place but this was the nelson county jail built in 1819 used as the county jail till 1987. when we bought then we bought it in uh, 1988 at a public auction uh my family did um my mother started the bed and breakfast and originally and she, when she had it uh she had four rooms in the front part each floor sharing a bathroom slowly added private bathrooms to the rooms uh, I moved back into town bought into it with them added some more rooms and and now we have a total of nine rooms here at, as a bed and breakfast and, uh, but there's two buildings here the 1819 jail built in, and used till 1874 as the county jail the back part here was built in 1874 and used to 1987 so when it closed in 87 is the oldest operating jail in the state now there was a jail out front built in 1797. Um, when the front part was a jail, the 1819 jail was in use. The three rooms upstairs were the cells. Two of them just prefab cages, while the one at the top of the stairs called the upstairs dungeon or felon room uh, or upstairs dungeon held most serious criminals, often just held there until they're taken out and hung. And we're sitting out here right now in the courtyard where the hangings did take place. Last one. We had many hangings that took place here. The last one in 1926. For a frame of reference, the last public hanging in the United States was in Owensboro, Kentucky, 1936. Around the turn of the century, they're going from county-run hangings to state-run lecture chair. So the, those last ones were known to be the last hangings, like, so many quite crowded. So what made you want to turn this into a bed and breakfast? Just well, I served so much time here when I was an inmate. They just <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, like I said, my parents bought it, and my mother started it, and it got. It was not my thought where I would end up, but I'm very happy what I have. I meet interesting people from around the world uh, to come and visit here. Um, 
And there's quite a few interesting spirits that still haunt the place here, too. Yeah. And you said you grew up near here? I or? grew up around here, yes. I mean, I would run around downtown, aggravate all the merchants downtown as a kid till my father got off work. His office was where you stayed last night. He was the lawyer in town. He was the county attorney here. So he locked many of men up in this prison. <laughs> so that's um, why they're hot. That's why, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he locked his son up, too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, good deal, good deal. So, you know, it's it's known, of course, Bardstown, Kentucky for bourbon. And then the jail's been known for a long time as a place to come for hauntings. Uh, our podcast really isn't about hauntings or paranormal. No. We do a little bit of everything. Right. Uh, it just so happens a couple weeks ago we had some paranormal folks come on, and we were coming down here anyway, so it's kind of tied, tied in. So okay. have you yourself... You know, you've worked here so long, been here so long. Right. You know, obviously you're not really looking for that kind of stuff. So have you ever thought really. anything? Not really. I, I think things have happened to my guests here. Uh, me, personally, nothing really has happened to me. But things, if you let your imagination go, I think you can make sure you see some things. And that's the case on certain times. But sometimes there are things that I cannot explain that there has to be the spiritual, spiritual nature. That I can't explain. That not happened to me, but my guests have told me about. I like to say there's an energy here, and I feel it's a good energy. And I think guess the ghost either respect me or fear me. I don't know which one, or don't like me. Probably the last one of the three. Or maybe just don't really care, <laughs> or don't even care. True. Yeah. Or maybe uh, they realize that it ain't gonna bother you, so they're gonna just leave you alone. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we stayed one. I mean, this is my first time staying here, and we had a uneventful night my wife's wife swears somebody was standing over her watching her but i slept i was tired so i didn't didn't notice anything but that's a common thing i've heard many a time people it? saying someone's waking up and seeing someone standing over them i actually one the library room upstairs years ago had a couple both of them woke up and both of them saw a woman standing over them and then she nothing scary just then she just kind of faded away and both of them saw it it was rare to see two people see something like that right, right. right. good deal well we appreciate you know giving us the time you know giving us the, the tour this morning of the jail yeah. if anybody gets a chance you need to come down to bardstown kentucky to the jailers Inn. it's a bed and breakfast and you know just as good as the overnight stay is the breakfast you have the next morning oh my gosh we yeah. had some french toast this morning that was just out of this world yeah it's going to go with bread and water but we try to mix it up a little yeah. bit yeah <laughs> So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, and our special guest, Paul McCoy. And we're coming to you from the Jailers Inn in Bardstown, Kentucky. When we record our podcast, we have all kinds of good times. And uh, every now and then there's some behind-the-scenes uh, commentary that goes on that I normally edit out because, you know, that's ah, not part of the podcast. I got to tell you, this next section was so darn funny, I had to leave it in. Sorry if we offend everybody, but I'm guessing it won't. Little behind the scenes across the we line, fifteen twenty four. He's thinking of your magnum. magnum. The magnum is <laughs> freaking idiot sitting next to you. That's what. Hey, it, which one? <laughs> exactly. Oh. You know a good ice cream with the 
nice whiskey is pretty good. <laughs> Why don't you dunk it? Yeah. Like a there you coffee? Go. Oh, like a dunk? Oh, yeah, a float. Yeah, yeah. You might have something there. A float. A magnum float. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Eat your eye it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's good. <laughs> you might be a redneck if... <laughs> you dip your ice cream <laughs> If you dip your expensive ass <laughs> ice cream and ice cream in, in a, a bourbon in a mixed bourbon. All right, we're on to something here, honey. Hey, new product. Stick and dip. <laughs> <laughs> Is that PG rated or <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! You hear the commercial now? Get your Magnum dip it and stick it. <laughs> Come get you some dip and stick. <laughs> We're at the Rust and Nail Speakeasy with some dip and stick. No, it could be licking stick too. There you go. <laughs> That's a whole different product. <laughs> one, thing, one thing for sure, it'll make your sticker pack up. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, it's all her fault. She brought the magnum. She brought the magnum. She goes, put this in the freezer. I'm like, okay. Ben's freezer. I know. Open that door back there to get an ice cream. I'm thinking, oh wait, what the hell, Ben? <laughs> next, our next podcast, we're going to do back there. We're doing live from the Ben's 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 freezer. I'm going to build a little bar. Ben's Dominion. I'm going to sit back there. A little round table. No, just just do a little four foot bar. Four two foot on each bar. Side. And use this little recorder here. Lock the door. And we're going to put the little, all the little ghost tricks up. Am I allowed to bring my nine? No. <laughs> I, don't think it'll, I don't think it'll work on anybody but the other three of us. Yeah. yeah. That's a stone no. basement. We don't want any ricochets. Yeah, I don't have no plasma gun. Putting <laughs> you stick figures. We, I got one. I'll get Big Bubba. He's got one of those ecto containment units. <laughs> I had to look that stuff up to. I couldn't remember what it was called, so I get, I get on eBay and go Ghostbusters toys. Wait, and, and the Wayfaring spirits. It's like, get out of here, man! Yo, have you got a Wayfaring spirit, or maybe just a green blob? Did you know that uh, Slimer? That was the Slimer. green blob. Yeah. Did you know? So originally, uh, Dan Aykroyd had um, pegged John Candy. Yeah. To play Vinkman. Oh, no kidding. Joe Murray's John part. Belushi. John, John Belushi. Belushi. Correct. Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah. So he wrote, he wrote, yeah, he wrote that part for that. Belushi. He wrote the oh. movie with that part yeah. in mind. For Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah. So yeah. Slimer was actually a tribute that was his, no that kid. was John, in his mind, that was John Belushi. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah I read that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Yeah. Mike Rowe. It was one of no his things. Kid. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't hear that, but I saw it on the internet. Oh, yeah. So. No, I'll tell you what. It's one of Mike Rowe's more we, recent yeah. podcasts. Uh, I have now listened to every one of Mike Rowe's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In a four hours of driving, that one day I just, I click it on and yeah. it runs just good. Let it run. I, I don't remember. I'm, you got to listen to I was one, on drugs, then. Listen to the one with um, Graham Crackers. So I just that found. One is hilarious. Mike Rose. So yes, Paul Harvey Jr. just started. Yeah. He did. Uh, <clears throat> the rest of the story so he's got all his dad's yeah. recordings and he's i just forwarded it to you i, I love to the rest of yeah it's great. great so the, the great. one i heard was he, he put a podcast out that had three of his dad's bits and it's it's phenomenal because as Still i relates. mentioned that they're timeless they are they're just absolutely timeless and his his super bowl ad 
for God Made a Farmer for Dodge yeah. was oh, yeah. the well, best Well, yeah, that was, ever. That was, that yeah. was awesome. But Classic. I mean, if you went through the years of, of him doing that. Oh, I mean, you, you, you knew that he came on at right. 11.55 or whenever right. on whatever station. Right. And you tuned to it. Yeah, and I was, loved it. Yeah. And you couldn't record it. No. No, so right. You, you, right. Waited you either heard it or you didn't. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, but yeah, his stuff is timeless because you can hear it today and you go... Wow, that's like that fits. I never forget what's the, going on. What twenty years ago when I was on a Super Bowl, and I thought, "Wow, what, that I was did, back when you could first start record football games, right?" Like what a freaking yeah. And great. so if that didn't make you sit back and think, it really, really, right? Well, and and so one of the one of the three that were on this particular podcast that I listened to was really about. Uh, a pandemic. I, would, I guess it's not a, a, really? an epidemic in Philadelphia in the early 1800s. Um, that compared to this epidemic, this epidemic in the city of Philadelphia, astronomical, uh, astronomical uh, with yellow fever. Yeah, and it was just phenomenal. The story and the horror that those people were living under with people dying left and right, <clears throat> not realizing that it was a mosquito spreading the disease. Right. They didn't understand that at that time. Right. And then in the fall when... Mosquitoes went away. Mosquitoes went away. It went away. A lone rider came riding into town because everybody was still stuck in their houses. They were scared to come outside and the streets were barren. And a lone rider came, walk, came through town and the people looked out and started coming running out to the streets. It was George Washington. Wow. Coming into town to get back to business. Right. And it was pretty cool. I mean, as, you know, that's just... it's We're seeing that now. Well, no, and so right now, we, ain't, we ain't got no leader like that. Right. Uh, but somebody trying. But but I think I think the point is the story in the even all three of the ones that I got were kind of in succession in that at podcast... Yeah. Are just timeless. Right. It's it's history, and uh, you know, again, Paul Harvey was just he, I, he can't be remade. Was he on seven hundred? Yeah, he was on seven hundred. Yeah. Right. Well, he was or he was fifty five KRC. Syndicated. Syndicated. He was syndicated. Syndicated. syndicated, right? Yeah, he might have been on fifty five yeah, KRC. It might have been. I think but, he was on fifty five. Yeah, but you know, he was syndicated, so he's all I enjoyed watching this every day. Yeah. So. Micro for now comes as close as you can get. Yeah. So I don't with know if his, I uh, told you Mike Rowe got a call from Paul Harvey Jr. A letter. And thought he was in big, big doo doo because his show really does emulate that. Well, right. he admits well, that. Did, he, that he, was yeah. the heart of it. That right. was kind of the heart of it was to kind of bring that back. Well, mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't his first one uh, stuff had to do with Paul Harvey? And he talked about it, and that's when he thought he was going to get the cease and desist order. But it ended up being a compliment yeah. that it's been yeah. so long since I've listened. To I remember first listening mics, to it, but yeah. I don't remember what the context. How yeah, it got so the that. context of the letter was that Paul Harvard Jr. wanted to donate some money to um, the, the Foundation Micro Foundation. Micro Foundation. Right. That's great. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, he was very happy with that. So, but no, I mean, I I listen to all of them. I mean, it's yeah, it's once a week, right? Um, and I, I haven't listened to all of them because I didn't listen early on, and I haven't gone. Yeah, I haven't to listened to everyone. Go find the Graham Cracker. It's hilarious. The Graham Cracker. It'll so keep, it'll keep you attention. Speaking and, of listening to other podcasts, so what have you guys since we started podcasting? What other podcast have you guys listened to besides Mike Rowe? 
Um, I've listened to Down the Hill, the Delphi Murders. I've listened to the Bardstown, the Crystal Rogers Agassiz. Yeah. I listened to Ted Cruz, The Verdict. Um, I listened to um, some crime junkies, not a lot of them. Um, the Red Clay is another one. I would suggest you guys listen to a little bit. Um, there's there's a few other ones I can't remember off the top of my head. The Ben Shapiro, a little bit. I I went away from Rush Limbaugh, uh, not because I don't like Rush, but he's like thirty second intervals, one minute intervals, and he's out. And it was too aggravating for me for that. Uh, I listen to a lot of them. Um, I I'm not a Joe Rogan fan. It's funny. So neither am I, and it's probably for different reasons. I just don't want to hear the f word ever right. either. No, right. Minutes. I don't want to hear that. That's me. I mean, I I, I enjoy Joe Rogan's content. I and, do too. And the, I do too. And um, you know, it, it's a variety, right? It's a variety of stuff. So right. it's, it's nothing that he won't tackle. <laughs> But man, it's just it, it, you know, and it's just too raw. And I've heard him do some podcasts, and I think it probably had to do with the guest where it wasn't wasn't. So yeah, much. I, I just don't think that adds. Personally, it doesn't add anything to the podcast. Right. For me, it takes away. Unfortunately, well, so I look at pod t- podcasts for being two things: one, entertainment, and two, educational or interesting. Right. I mean, there just could be three things if you wanted to do that, but. I do not want to be entertained or educated in a, a an adverse format. I don't want to. I right. listen. One of the things that we agreed to is not to cross the line, right? And there's just enough filthy talking in the world to where we can have a civilized conversation without being filthy, right? Yeah, he is the. I give him credit. He's got the number one podcast in the world. Got paid two million bucks for sure. it. Oh, two hundred so, million. And he's yeah, a, you know, say. and here, you know, he's in a spat with Spotify right now. And, right. And but the fact of the matter is, is he's so popular that they're not going to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it, he 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 he's worth too much. Right. Um, they that, paid too much to get him. Right. I mean, so. those are some of the what are some of the ones you guys listen to? So I I listen to, so I listen to the there's like three Oak Island podcasts. So I listen. Oh, to I I'm sorry I didn't mention that. I listen to that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you. So, you know, Dustin and Dieter have their podcast, and I love that. There's another one out there, uh, and I really like the format and really like the guy. Uh, and he's had a lot of special guests on. Some of the same guests. He, in fact, he just had James McQuiston on. Yeah. James is up to his eighth book right now. I think I listened to that so same one that the, you did. He's yeah. got a book out now tying the Mayflower. Um, Descends of the Mayflower up to... Really? Yeah. So it's okay. amazing. That man does so much research in history. Okay. Uh, he's just got all, all kind of stuff going on. So during that interview... Or another interview on on that podcast. The podcaster said, "Hey, I've got another podcast. It's such and such. Give it a listen." So I thought, "Hey, as good as he is on this podcast, this right. other podcast will be good." In fact, <clears throat> it's a beer in a pub. I think is the name of the podcast, something go. like that. So it's him and another guy. They're having beers, talking about. I thought it was just going to be kind of like us, but no. Very politically motivated. Really? And not the stuff I wanted to hear. 
<coughs> and I right. just think that, and in fact, I quit listening to the Oak Island podcast that he did for a while because it turned me off so much. Right. Um, so I just, and I sent him, I never heard back from him. I sent him an email that said the same. I said, look, you've got a great thing going with this Oak Island podcast. I wouldn't personally send people from there to your other podcast. You're going right. to lose part of it's your a, it's a viewership. Whole different, it's a whole yeah. different audience. Yeah, right, you're right. going to lose. I mean, you got an audience with Oak Island. You know, just like Dustin and Deidre said, you couldn't ask for a better uh, a better subject to draw people in in Oak right. Island. Right, right. Um, in fact, they just eclipsed 5,000 um, folks that listen to that podcast. Right, right. That's pretty amazing. Uh, so this other podcast, it's real, and it's real good. I enjoy it. Uh, but when you know he channeled me over to his other podcast, and it became very political. Uh, and it wasn't so much him as it was the other guy, gentleman that was with him. It just right. turned me off. Um, you can have your political opinions. And everybody's, you know, it's free country. But you need to respect some people. You need to respect whether you like them or not. You got to give respect to folks, and Absolutely. they didn't, and that really turned me off. Um, so, other than that, I, you know, I listen. I'm big into Sasquatch and Yeti, and so the Sasquatch Chronicles, which is actually, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it's pretty gotta, darn interesting. I haven't listened I got to do yeah. some searching. Yeah. But I, isn't, isn't that great? Because you can find the subject that you like to listen to. Sure, yeah. And you have multiple, I, I have multiple interests. I don't have one thing right. that I'm interested in, right? Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, Jeff, what so, about you? Yeah. yeah, well, I mean... You guys have probably named just about any of them that I've listened to, and you know. So I sent him the Sasquatch Sasquatch. I listened to uh, numerous ones, yeah. of those. and you know, it's it's some it's some interesting stuff. What's the one you send us to about the oh, alien yeah. brain people? I don't. I got about five minutes and went. Oh, that, was, oh, that, that was a joke. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was a joke. Okay. No, that was saturation or something. Uh, yeah, that was that was somebody at my <laughs> work sent that to me. I said, check this out. That wasn't a joke <laughs> to those people though. They were. They were. Oh, that they were. was. <laughs> they were believers in whatever the hell they were talking about. Jeez. Yeah, it was some. It was some way out there stuff. It hurt my brain just listening. So you know who else I also listen to is, believe it or not, Neil Tyson DeGrasse, the really? physicist. Yeah, he has a show on, and it, it makes you think I've, a little bit. I've heard about it, uh, and I'm not by any means any uh, smart type of guy, um, but he really makes you think. Yeah. So I'd probably be able to tell you tell you a couple more, but somebody stole my cell phone and I and I can't look it up because yeah. I can't just I, can't I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to bring that subject up because it was sore with yeah. me too because I couldn't yeah. tell you. I, I guess I was unruly. That's okay. Yeah. So he's trying to take care of us, Jeff. Te- yeah. You were texting and talking. Uh, excuse right. me, Mr. Producer. <laughs> Mr. Producer. <laughs> oh. Dwayne, what do you listen to? Well, my commute is about... A minute and 50 seconds. You know, I actually passed you so, on 46 the other you? day. I did. You had turned it off of, off of 46. Like, dude, there's the way to Doty. And uh, I was going in at 10. And you were going out like, he's lying. He sleeps till yeah, 10. You got about two minutes to cross their path on their way to work. Yeah. yeah so yeah. my commute doesn't allow me to listen to a whole lot. So when once I got turned on to the micros, I think I have listened to all of his. I just went back and... On a long drive delivering a Heisen or something, I just turned it on the top and just let him start rolling through. So I've listened to every one of his. Um, I've listened to a couple of the Oak Islands. Um, but I haven't 
my relaxation is music. When I'm working, I right. that calms me. Sometimes if I have sound, I lose focus. But now that I've, I just I need to get my search out and just find some odd things to listen well, to just it, to change. You know, it's funny you mention that because uh, I try to find things that are rel- relative to our area or relative to our state or something. And I, I encourage you to listen to the Delphi murders. And that's about the two girls that were killed in Delphi, Indiana, and they still haven't found the murders. And it, it, it re- it's like us, right? We're from a small, home t- small town in Indiana. These two young girls were killed. And it's very interesting to see how, and they've gotten nowhere with it. But the, the story behind that is very good. And the Crystal Rogers, I could see, coming out of Bardstown, Kentucky, is very good. So that one we've listened, we listened to. All we listened to, all okay, so you listen to that. Yeah. That's yeah. very good. Yeah, on our trip to Bardstown. On our, on our okay. way down. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, fin- well, yeah, we finished them on our way you, down there. You realize I'm, I am married to the, mur- the, 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 the murder mystery. Yes. I'm trying to think of the right word to use. Right. True crime, true crimes, yeah. the queen of true crime. When yeah, Alan so, disappears, they'll be no never right, find me. Right. So I, I've seen yeah. all that stuff. So the next orange tractor that comes home, so the Alan o- will be right. gone. Yeah. The other one is uh, I listened to uh, Crime Jumpsies had a podcast about the I missed that. Uh, Jefferson County at Mad- Jeffersonville, Madison, Indiana murders. Uh, the uh, the murder of uh, Sharer, uh, Shanda Shearer when she was twelve years old. And uh, a f- few months back, I actually have the picture on my phone, but I'm not allowed to have my phone with me right now. Uh, <laughs> we're on video, audio, okay, anyway, audio, so it doesn't matter. Uh, there's a girl by the name of Rippy. Um, she was part of the murdering of the four girls that murdered that 12-year-old girl. Um, and I was going to work back to Elizabethtown, and I went through Versailles, and she was sitting in McDonald's uh, in Versailles. And I went around and Margie was there and I said, look who's sitting in in Versailles. Um, Hope, her name is Hope Rippy. I, mean, I can say her name because it's publicized. She was the driver and she was the person that poured the gas and started a fire that burnt the 12-year-old Shandashir. Oh, and wow. she's now out of prison. And there, she's from the Madison, Versailles area. And she was there. And, um, and it brought me back. I read the book. Uh, <clears throat> And then there's a story about it's on Crime Junkies. Also, you can look it up about the Madison murders, but they they murdered this 12 year old girl. But and you go back and you think, and and it's funny because the guy I work with now is knows the family. And you think about what would you do if you were 17 years old or 15 years old or 16? Were caught up in a situation like that and understood you were trapped. You didn't know what to you're scared, right? And then you know I I I go back and I read listen to these stories on these these podcasts and like, man, it just puts you back in that situation about what happened and what if and what was. And I thought, man, it's so intense. Um, I would encourage you to look it up and, and listen to that podcast because it's very good. But I looked in there and, and she's now 47, 40 years old. She was sitting there by herself at McDonald's and she's eating and stuff. And, and I knew as soon as I looked in the window, I said, drive there, look at the window. Like, That's hope rippy. And I'm like, holy cow, and I looked it up, and it was her. And uh, I remember that back in 90 and 92 when these four girls did this, and it was it was horrible what they did to this 12-year-old girl. Wow. But that, you know, it's one of those things where I didn't know a lot about it until I was listening to a podcast, right. and I read the book, and I see this. But, but uh, I love I, – I think that – I think our podcast as a group, the four of us, uh, I get a lot of feedback about us because – they like the fact that it's it's clean, it's verbally clean. 
Uh, it's non-politically driven, and it's just four guys enjoying what we talk, like to talk about, right? And uh, this is one of those things, but uh, I, well, I, I think I, it's a drive us up. You know, you can go anywhere and get all the politics you want. Right. So, you know, right. and, and the it other is part so is, saturated. You know, it's, it's, you know it's, a, it's a funny thing. Will, Will Smith, okay, we, you know, it sounds odd to bring it up now, but we're talking about the language thing. But Will, Will Smith, the comedian he was, he didn't use dirty language. I mean, he's, he's used dirty language in movies Correct. because it was part of the, it was part of the it's script. It's acting, right? But I remember somebody was interviewing, he, and his grandmother told him, you know, that kind of language is only for people who aren't intelligent enough to find another way to communicate. That's right. And, and so, you know, for, you know, and I, it, it's a funny thing. Bob and Tom, the Bob and Tom show. I used to enjoy that. Used to, right. I mean, I used. They'd have yes. me in tears. Yes, and it's a funny thing when you become a parent, and you start thinking about what's going in your kids' ears. Yes, and even when I was by myself in the car, I got to a point I couldn't listen to Bob and Tom because it was just too. You know, too you and I had this. You and I had a conversation a couple of years ago about Beth WP. It was it was you know. the new guy on WBN a couple of years ago. The whatever his name I want to say his name, but terrible. I could I can't stand listening to the guy in the morning. Oh, that's uh, Kid uh, Chris. Kid Chris. Terrible. He. Uh, it's yeah. terrible. It's so you know. And, 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 you know, it's a time and place for everything, right? right? There's a time, and I get it, and that's fine. And and the nice thing is, is I can just turn it off. Right. You have but right. It's, right. it's just a funny right. thing about the difference. Between now and then. Between being a single early 20s guy and getting married and having kids and then thinking about, again, thinking about what impacts your children. Because you learn pretty quick that they're paying attention to you and what you're saying. And so... It's uh, it kind of it kind of brings on the light bulbs to say, you know, I really don't want my kids hearing that. And then, and like I said, even to this day, I mean, my youngest one's twenty five years old. Right. Even to this day, I can't listen to Bob and Tom. I mean, they're funny. I mean, I'll catch bits and pieces of it, but I, I can but only, you know, I can only handle it for a few minutes. Right, and you, you, and the reason why is you start replicating that stuff around the house, right? And you don't want to do that. It's like yeah. it's not good, you know. Yeah, I've had a rough week, so I've been having to. Well, you can ask Robin, but my, my language has been a little off the top this well, week. <laughs> really, I know someone so else too. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to reel that in. I, I know someone else has had some language issues in the last couple of weeks, months. What the frickers? <laughs> well, I don't have language issues at all unless I'm going to Arby's. <laughs> oh, here we go. That's all that's, I'm going to say. That's, that's all I'm going to say. That's just for Tony. Yeah. So, Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tony. Tony's like, what was it? What do you that's say? Funny. What do you say? It's like it's like watching an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. You know Kramer's going to come through the door, through the yeah. door sooner or later. Moment. You just don't know when. That's right. you know, there it was. It's funny. Little Chief said the same thing. When he, he did. He goes, I'll be driving down the road. And, and all of a sudden, you start talking about Arby's. <laughs> so it's funny. I don't know if you guys caught it. Uh, so we put out this last week uh, the first part of our podcast at Crazy Dogs. So like clockwork, a little chief uh, uh, leaves a comment. 
His comment was, man, it's the best co- podcast you guys have ever done. That little chief guy that was on there was freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, from Little Chief. From Little Chief. From Little Chief. <laughs> He was very good. Though. He was yeah. good. He I, was in fact, good. I responded back. I said, "You know what? He was awesome, and we'll have him back on again sometime." Yeah. So, you know, he stopped by last Sunday and talked to me, and and he enjoyed that. Uh, you know, and I think there's other people out there that feel like he does that they like have an opportunity so, just to say. It's funny. So, so speaking of little chief, so tonight he had posted. Uh, on one of Dwayne's ads for Heisen's. Yeah. And uh, he, he said, the front end looks familiar. Is this a better model uh, with more options and less money? So I commented, yes, you know, if you want to try one out, <coughs> come to my place. He comments back, yeah, I've heard commercials for these on uh, Cross the Line 1524 podcast, blah, blah, blah. We nailed that hook. Yeah. So. Hey, hey he's a, you know, Chief's a great guy. Uh, I've known him forever, and he, he started working for me when he was in high school. And uh, he's funny. He's a funny guy. And uh, he's had some rough situations the last couple of weeks, so he enjoys us. We like yeah. uh, taking away. So the first life, part you know? of his interview at Crazy Dogs didn't turn out. Uh, we had technical difficulties. Uh, the guy running the recorder hit forgot to hit record until we were halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? Uh, what it was still weird? Turned out good. I yeah. mean, I, it really did turn out. What was good. weird is when yeah. we were talking about the ghost thing, and again, it, it, it there was glitches all was. through that. Yeah, I was like. Man, this is weird. Yeah, it was. I, I know. So I, I was listening to the recording. I thought, man, there's that. There's that spot right there. Yeah. yeah. It's just like when the lights dim behind us here, Alan. I know. They haven't done it tonight. I was sort of waiting for it to happen. It's because the door shut to the is that storage. Why? Yeah. They can't come through the shut. We're door. not opening. Listen, we're not doing a test. They we're not going to open a door. Don't go open the door. They can't come through the door. <laughs> can't come through the door. <laughs> they can go through walls, but they yeah, can't go, can't through, go the through doors. doors. But so, Robin did hear see the light flicker earlier tonight, though. So, so we're uh, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Anybody got plans? Uh, we're actually going out of town. Going out of town. Yeah. He, Alan won't tell us where he's going because no, it's, it's a, a secret. My, my wife has trudged along with us across the line and everything we've done this year so i said you and i are going on vacation alone together and she's not telling those idiots that you guys record with (laughs) where they're going because they might we might show up (laughs) there will be no microphones involved (laughs) mary you know we all love you what about you what's thanksgiving for you buddy um, I'm uh, actually pretty good. I, of course, you guys know I changed jobs the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm off Wednesday and Thursday, and I got family coming in from town that we're not supposed to have. You're only having six, though, right? <laughs> yeah, no, only having six. CDC says you're not supposed to have anybody. Yeah, so we're having a I South Carolina crew come into town. Uh, I mean, uh, Indiana, Indiana, he ain't harped down to as much as Ohio. Yeah, you know, you know what? They're family. We don't care. Yeah, but where know. are they coming from? They they got a South Carolina. Quarant- well, they got they're, a quarantine yeah, there. Yeah. Quarantine them at your house for two weeks. Yeah. All right. yeah. My wife's uh, <laughs> my wife's not cooking. All right, that's weird. That's funny. My wife's not cooking. Marge Who's cooking? Like, you know what? Um, she, no, you're not. You're not cooking. Um, one of the issue, one of the th- issues. One of the issues is our cooking. <laughs> We've eliminated the issues that's, by Margie not cooking. That's why nobody the, comes uh, for Thanksgiving. Our daughter-in-laws have committed to making t- t- uh, Thanksgiving dinner. I won't say turkey. I'm going to say make commitment to Thanksgiving. You know what? Hey, whatever it is. 
Yeah, whatever. You know, I don't care. As long as it's not lasagna. We tried that 10 years ago. That didn't work out. See, uh, lasagna uh, for Thanksgiving? Yeah. yeah. See, I'm used to, I, this is what I am going to miss. Yeah. I usually smoke a turkey and deep fry one. Right. So I get up like 4 o'clock in the morning to start to smoke turkey. and So I am going to miss that little thing. Sure. I, those traditional things are great. Uh, right now, we're just lucky to have family coming in. And we have a new baby in the family that's coming up. and. Uh, yes, you know, I can't wait. I, I enjoy having people having around. So, what about yeah. you, Dwayne? Well, we're having our family Thanksgiving this weekend, so that's okay. where we'll get together. We use mom, we got dad, a big, and the family. Well, just my mom, mom and all the brothers. My okay. dad's gone now, but there's it's such a big family. There's six of us kids and the grandkids, and you know, awesome. so it's hard to get a, on Thanksgiving. So, we've always picked a weekend before or after, and it's just easier for everybody to be there. So, that's right. what we're doing. And, we're doing something new this year. This um, I'm in a business group, BNI in Lawrenceburg, and the one my vice president. I'm president of the, our group just now, and our vice president, um, the lady, she's a florist, and she was bringing up that um, a friend of hers' mother is in her um, retirement home, and they've now locked them down again, and they literally they're not allowed to leave their room. Right. They eat when food is brought to them. They have no snacks, no nothing. They're not really brought games or anything. So this lady's been sneaking stuff to the back door. She got caught once. They told her if they caught her again, they're throwing her mother out. So she's still doing it, though. She just leaves stuff at the back door, hoping somebody finds it and gets it into the people. Bootlegging. Bootlegging at the retirement center. Yeah, bootlegging to the retirement center. center, yeah. I'm getting chills now talking about it again. But she's, she was bringing that up, and... She had to leave the meeting earlier, and when she was talking about the hair on my arms was standing up, and I thought, you know, this is so- I got to do something. So I just, I kind of made an announcement to our group that I said, hey, you know, she's talking about this. I said, I'm gonna throw twenty bucks on the table, and I'm gonna give it to her, and she's as a florist. I said, I'm gonna tell her do whatever she can, as much as she can, you know. And before, before the meeting was over, three or four others had thrown twenty bucks in, and we had a little contest in our group. And Doc Shelby from uh, Principal Chiropractic in Lawrenceburg, he had he won it. So it was $140 or something he had won. And he asked our um, vice president at the time, he said, hey, how much did I win, you know, in our thing? He said, ah, whatever it was. And he said, I'm donating that to that. So in an instant, we had 200 and some dollars to put flowers together. And, and so we took it to our florist and said, here's whatever the money was. Do as much as you can with right. this. And uh so she did, and, and she was very moved by it. She's a very emotional person and, and very sweet lady. And so she was moved by it. Well, she sent an email out today that, hey, I was doing these, and she sent a picture of all these flowers. She took a vase and a flower and a little card. Just wanted to let you know somebody's thinking of you. And she did like 50 of them, wow. and she was taking them to a couple retirement homes and they just one to give to everybody. And she said, while I was doing it, a lady stopped in my store and said, what are you doing with all these flowers here? And so she told her what she goes. I love it. Here's 50 more dollars to put to it. So awesome. Now, so just on a whim, we've got, you know, an extra 50. And then I sent an email out to the group that I just hadn't got to. So now one of the bank ladies, her, all the girls at her bank are doing something. They're handwriting some cards. So at our family get together this weekend, we always, you know, the kids all, hey, you know, they exchange names and we're right. going to, and it's like, I mean, we're not, none of us are rich, but we're all blessed that we sure. have what we need. We don't right. need, I don't need a $30 gift card to somewhere. I mean, I, I, I'm fine without it. And we did it a couple of years ago where we, we, uh, adopted a family. I had more fun that sure. year Christmas shopping than I've had since my kids were little. 
because I was buying stuff that I knew someone would appreciate. So this year, my my addition to our Thanksgiving is going to be um, we're going to bring this up again instead of doing our kid or, our, or the, the the gift exchange between the the siblings. I'm going to make a thing that we donate whatever our it's usually thirty four dollars whatever everybody put that money in a pot and then we're going to do something for retirement homes we're going to put together a gift pack that has some cards and word puzzles and whatever else and I figure there's six of us times two so there's twelve times thirty you know we have close to four hundred dollars plus we've got our kid my daughter is 28 she's one of the younger kids so if they decide and my daughter's done decided and i know her husband will they're going to go in with it so right we might get five hundred dollars real quick that was to me it was throwaway money because we were going to buy each other crap it's just trading right we're yeah we're buying each other something that we really don't need yeah you, yeah it's appreciated you get a gift card whatever but and my arms stand, hair stand up my arms again thinking about it i mean but it'll do some good and may, you know in these poor people that are being locked away in these homes that don't that may not have family that even cares about them for one but even if they do have family maybe they're not thinking outside the box that just get them something you know or whatever so we're hoping that we'll have five six hundred dollars from our family to to create our own little project and i've sent a letter to our bni members we've got about i think there's 12 13 of us in our group right now to try to do something for Christmas again, you know, another thing. And so, and I'm going to just, I was thinking of it tonight driving here. Actually, I'm going to do a video and BNI is a worldwide network. So I'm going to do a video challenge to all BNI networks groups to do what we're doing to their group, wherever they may be. And they're not just, I mean, we're all BNI is a, the largest you, you business know, that we can grow up in the world. You know, so. you, you're talking about the elderly and you're talking about in, in nursing homes and home and assisted care living. These are people that lived during a time that Christmas is when you got oranges and apples and yeah. nuts and things. And you were you, happy. You were happy. You didn't get lavish right. gifts and colored TVs and stuff. They yeah. were the ones that lived through the difficult times well, in the I, United States. I, I think that's a good point. But, you know, aside from that, even coming through the these years when he's he's talking about this stuff and i'm just thinking you know those people it doesn't take much it doesn't to make to put a smile on their face and to make them feel like hey you know somebody somebody does care absolutely when they've been stuck away and and uh man Dwayne, i i i just don't know what to say i mean i'm i mean i'm i'm taken back and uh it really Really makes you think. Absolutely. Yes. What? Uh, yes. What? What? All of us can do in any organizations, or just within our family. Right. Right. To. Um, I mean, around this room, we're all very. Bl- I mean, absolutely. like I said, none of us are considered wealthy, but we're all blessed. We don't. Yes. We're ne- none of. You can look around. None of us are going hungry. We can look around the room and see that. But I mean, we're all blessed. Shh, not them. Well, yeah, not. <laughs> I said around our, around the bar, around but I mean we are very blessed in what we have, and you know, I think not that we don't appreciate gifts, but it is there is a time right now. This is a time where dig down deep and ask your even ask your kids. I mean, it's really made me feel good that my daughter and my son in law. The I bet. I, the last time we did this, my son in law was like, "Yeah, I'm doing it. This it's is the year we need table. it." Yeah, it's, we need it now we more need than it ever. Now, and don't just do—I mean, don't just do retirement homes. I mean, think about the hospitals where kids yes. are stuck in a hospital yes. that children's hospitals. Yes, I oh, mean, oh, yes, yeah. 
I mean, Ruben, I got. Ruben can talk a little about that, absolutely. probably. But you know, you know, you got those situations. <clears> you got Shriners. So if you're in a group or an organization, pick something, and and instead of doing your gift exchange where you hand each other gift cards and right. you go buy a whatever, throw that twenty bucks in a pot and make a project out of it. Right. Sorry, I just went on my little. No, you, it's process. deserving. It needs to. That's. You know, that's the point that needs to be taken during this time of season. Not only that, this this year, especially this there's year. a lot of a lot of faith has gone and a lot of hope has gone, especially for their elderly. They feel like they're alone. They feel like they're on an island, and they don't feel like they're connected to families or to the world. And I think they need to be reconnected. And they brought us here, right? And that's and I, I I agree with you, Dwayne. I think it's great, and you, you made a great point on that. It really is. I'm sitting there thinking I need to give Dwayne fifty bucks. No, I'm and, with you. Yeah, right. So start do you. your family. Everybody do their own family. Well, right. I, mean, I think it's you do your little kid gifts. Throw twenty. Everybody instead of buying each other whatever, just throw twenty bucks in I, a pot and do I, something with it. Yeah. I, I I'm not a person that wants materialistic things anyway. It means they I I have no mental physical or emotional attachments at things at all i don't i don't really yeah <laughs> okay i really don't okay well here before alan gets it, before alan burns ruben <laughs> go ahead go ahead alan you really want i'll give it to you <clears throat> how many guns have you bought the last month I, listen i didn't say to buy stuff <laughs> i just said i don't have emotional attachment to it he'll sell them he'll trade yeah there's always gonna be an out me we're working to trade right now so be quiet alan uh, I, you know what i think we all need right now is another cocktail yeah. <laughs> i agree so for cross the line 1524 i'm alan stanger with dwayne bischoff jeff montague ruben hunt and we'll be right back Oh, uh, you know what a great time we had. We started off talking about our trip to Bardstown, Kentucky, and had our interview with the owner of the Jailers Inn. And we came back from that, and, you know, inconspicuously, I always hit record after we grab our cocktails and sit back down, and we just happened to have some, uh, I need to clear this up so everybody understands. We had some Magnum ice cream, you know, the high-dollar stuff. So, you know, we were having a little fun with that, and uh, Ruben, and you know, it just, you never know what's going to get recorded. So we went from that to talking about podcasts, you know, uh, podcasts that we like, uh, besides, you know, the Cross the Line podcast, and and if you guys haven't listened to any other podcasts, you know, give some of those a, a check out, see what they're like. So all in all, it's been quite the year for us. So I'm, I'm releasing this podcast on Thanksgiving. Uh, a few days earlier than what we normally release them, but I figured, you know what, there's a lot of people uh, need a little something right now, you know, with the whole COVID pandemic, you know, and not being able to get out and do as much as you normally would do. Uh, this is our way to kind of give you a little something to do, something to listen to, and we hope you enjoy it. If you've got any questions for us or have suggestions for a podcast, please feel free to drop us a line at podcast at cross the line 1524.com or you can go to our webpage at www.cross the line 1524.com sign up on our mailing list or leave us a message there so for Dwayne bischoff jeff montag reuben hunt i'm alan stanger and you've been listening to cross the line 
out the door. Woo!